is found on page two in the back of your hymnal, titled the second Monday, Sunday morning in Advent. Us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, 
looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, yes. who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Thank you. 
natural power yes. in agreement. Now let us just come in agreement right now that we might call on the Lord. Yes. That we might see and feel and know that he is here.
this journey, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being our almighty everlasting God. Thank you for all the provisions you made for us. You said according to your divine power, have you already given us everything we need that pertains to life and godliness? And we just try to receive it and walk in it each day. So we thank you. We thank you for the assembly. Lord, in this time, we lift up those that are not here this morning. Yes. I know some intended to come, Lord. I know some said they would be here today, Lord. But for some reason, and you know, Bless me. Bless me. they decided to Sorry. do something different. That's right. But we ask your blessings just the same, Lord. See, you still bless us when we mess up. Yes. We, you still bless us when we make the wrong turn. You still bless us every day of our life. And everybody in here ought to shout glory. We all missed it at one time or another. Thank you, Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you for our speaker of the day, Lord. We ask your holy anointing on him, Lord, that he might proclaim that word, that you'll give him an evil extra revelation. Yes. There's a little extra gravy on it this morning. That it might just flow. That, that it'll open ears and hearts and eyes. And we'll see and hear and believe and be doers of your word this morning. Yes. Thank you. Lord, Lord. For this assembly. Thank you for being with us. Yes, Father. Lead us on. Oh, yeah. And I'll continue worship this morning. Is our prayer. Yeah. We love you. We trust you, we believe in you, and we thank you. Let every heart say, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Raise your hand and say, in Jesus' name.
what you want to do. Do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. Do what you want to do.
While I'm standing, oh, I'm so very sorry. We need to announce that Brother Barrett of uh, New Walters AME Zion Church passed. And at this time, we don't have the uh, funeral arrangements, but we will keep him in our prayers, that family in our prayers. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Wilson. Choral selection.
it's preaching time. Yes. 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 God, we ask you that you hide us behind the cross. Yes. So they may see you and not I. Yes. Amen. God, we ask that you bring substance to the text. Strength to believers. Yes, Lord. And salvation to lost souls. Yeah. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Yes. Amen. Amen. Good morning and pain chapter. Good morning. First, I want to give honor to God who is the head of my life. Yes. And his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. It's an honor and a privilege to be here on today. I don't know about you, but I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I bring you greetings from the Calvary Baptist Church of Mac Campbell in North Little Rock, Arkansas. I would like to acknowledge my family who is here on today, my mother who is here, my sister, my wife, my mother-in-law, and my father-in-law. May God bless you. To uh, the pastor of this church on behalf of his absence. Amen. To Brother Ed Davis, our worship leader on today. Yes. I want to thank you for the good hospitality that you have given me. Amen. And to all my brothers and sisters who are in Christ. Amen. I was very pleased when I was given the opportunity to speak for the millennials on today. Because I know how it is, because I'm a millennial myself. I'm right. 28 years old. So I know how it is being a young adult. But I won't be before you long on today. But if you have your Bibles, would you please journey with me to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 through 2. If you're there, just let it be known by saying amen. Amen. And I'll be reading for the New King James Version. And it says, Therefore, we also, mm -hmm. since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, mm -hmm. let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Mm -hmm. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Wow. Verse 2 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, yeah. who, for, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, mm -hmm. despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. Amen. May the grass withers and the flowers fade away, but the Lord, word of our God shall stand forever. Amen. I would like to share a couple of scattered thoughts on the subject of just stay in the race. Amen. Just stay in the race. Amen. Nowhere in the Bible are we promised that the Christian life is going to be easy. That's correct. In fact, the opposite is true. Jesus said that in this world we will have trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer. Because I have overcome the world. Yes, difficulties will come and trials will cross our paths and often we'll be tempted to quit on God and drop out of the race. That seems to be the idea of the book of Hebrews. 
these Christians were enduring a terrible time of trial and persecution. Yes. In light of that, the writer is attempting to encourage these weary, hurting believers to be faithful to the Lord and to continue to run their race. The author of Hebrews is comparing the Christian life to a race. He isn't talking about a 100-yard dash. Instead, he is referring to a marathon, a race that requires endurance and preparation. This morning, I might not be in physical shape like I used to be back in the day to run a race or run a marathon, but I am in some kind of spiritual shape to run a Christian race. Yes, yes, yes. In a day when runners seem to be dropping out on every hand, mm -hmm. there are times when it's easy to be discouraged about our own race. Mm -hmm. When trials come, they may be the temptation to drop out for a while and let others do the running. Well. Mm -hmm. This morning, I want to encourage our millennials to stay in the race. Yes. And I would like to share with you some steps that are given in this verse that will help you and me run this race this morning. Amen. I don't know what you may be fighting this morning, facing this morning as you run your race. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. But I do know that the things revealed in these verses will help us to be runners who are pleasing to the Lord of our God. As the Lord gives liberty, allow me to share with you these steps for staying in the race. My goal in preaching this message is that when we reach the end of the race, we might say what Apostle Paul had said. He said, I have fought a good fight. Yes. I have finished my course. Yes. And I have kept the faith. Yes. One point of staying in the race is you need to look at the winners. All right. Take a look at the winners of the race. Yeah. As the Arthur begins in this chapter, notice how he puts our attention back in chapter 11, mm -hmm. where he mentioned many of great heroes of faith. Well, These people are the great cloud of witnesses that surrounds us when we run this race that has been set before us. These people were persecuted so that we can run this race. Some were thrown in prison so that we may run this race. Some were stoned and even put to death so we may run this race. These here great cloud of witnesses, they didn't run perfectly, but they still ran. They did not quit. They did not quit until the race was finished. They endured unspeakable pain and suffering, but they still ran. Now they're looking down on us from the grandstands of heaven and observe the race we are running this morning. In doing so, they stand as an encouragement and they challenge to the rest of us. Our ancestors ran the race and helped pave the way for us. Our ancestors marched so that we have the right to vote. Our ancestors marched that we may have a freedom of speech. Our ancestors marched so that we may be able to get an education. Our ancestors marched so that we would have to pick our food up from around back. And here we are fighting over killing each other over chicken sandwiches. All over the internet, people are fighting each other over chicken sandwiches and killing each other over these Popeyes chicken sandwiches making our culture look worse. Yeah. 
making our culture look bad. So everything our ancestors done for us, it make it seem like they did it for nothing. We have teenagers, teenagers shooting up and killing each other over Facebook posts. Okay. We have kids shooting up school. If these people, these people who are winners, who are looking down on us, if they could run the race, so can we. And these, these weren't just extraordinary people. These were common men and women who had faith in God. You see, that's all we need to run this race. Uh, it's faith because uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Right. Having a lack of faith can automatically disqualify you from the race. If you have no faith before the race even starts, you've already lost. And as millennials, it can be quite challenging and quite a task in finding our faith because there's so much going on in this world that. It can have us questioning and doubting our faith. I know how I feel because I'm a millennial as well. Most of the time, most of the millennials I know, they seem to be overwhelmed with life. Being a young adult, it's a lot of things that can come our way and make us feel overwhelmed with a lot of things. It's a lot of things that can stop our spiritual growth. It's a lot of things and people that can distract us as well. We have our loved ones in one ear telling us things will get better. Just put your trust in Jesus. But we can get so impatient in all of that goes in one ear and out the other. And we have the world in one, in one ear telling us to put our trust in material things, such as cars, jewelry, houses, things that don't mean nothing after you purchase them. It can feel like the weight of the world is on our shoulders. Mm -hmm. Most of us have finally left the nest, and we're out here in this dangerous and cold world, oh, trying to figure this world out. We are judging just about anything we do. We have to watch what we say, we have to watch what we wear, we have to watch what we post on social media, yeah, because right. our family members and church folks are watching our every move, yeah. and they're ready to judge us. As young adults, we're, as young adults, we're trying to figure out what is our purpose on this barren land. Yes. We're in the beginning stages of getting our careers up and running, and sometimes things doesn't go as we planned them to go. So we are stuck in need of getting a job to pay back our student loans just to keep our credit score in good standing. So we sell our so we sell ourselves short. Instead of for a job or an occupation that has nothing to do with what we have studied for in school. Some of us drop out of college or take a semester or two off just to get a job, just to make ends meet. Some of us are independent parents who are struggling living paycheck to paycheck just to take care of their children. Struggling to make ends meet so we get economically distressed. And we start to lose heart and think that's the end for us. So brothers and sisters, I came out to tell you that you just trust in the Lord. Yeah. thine heart and lean not on your own understanding. Yeah. But in all your ways acknowledge him yeah. and he will direct your path. Yeah. That's right, that's right. The same Jesus 
your uh, parents prayed to when you were too young to figure yes, out what was going on is the same Jesus yes, today yes. that you can pray to. Yes. Like the old folks to say that I seen the lightning flash yes. and I heard the thunder roll yes. and I felt sin breaking dash yes. trying to conquer my yes. soul. But I heard the voice of Jesus yes. bidding me still yes. fight on yes. and fight on. He promised. Yes. I wish I had a witness in here. Yes. He promised never to leave me. Never to leave me alone. Yeah. Paul said, I, I learned to whatever state to find myself to be content. No matter what my circumstance may be. No matter how my heart is breaking. No matter what I'm going through. You will never know that my back is against the wall because I never, never, never give up. Brothers and sisters, after a while, your faith got to be so strong that folks don't know when you broke. You just walk like you got money. People don't know when you burn. So you just praise God like you might have a chair in the world. Somebody here might be getting ready to lose a house. Somebody here might be getting ready to lose a car, but you still coming to church. So you know, if God gave you that car, he can give you another car. Anybody here who almost had their back against the wall and God provided just enough space between the back yeah. and your wall, and you hear saying that I've seen yeah. the lightning flash. Yeah. 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 Well, we are troubled, you, but not distressed. Yeah. Perplexed, no. ah. but not in despair. Yeah. Yeah. Persecuted, yeah. but not forsaken. Yeah. Cast down, yeah. but not destroyed. Yeah. Proverbs said, if you faint in the day of adversity, it's because your strength is too small. Yeah. Jeremiah says, if you run with the footmen and they hell rivered you, how can you contend with horses? Jesus said, then is where you will have trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. Paul told the Romans that yeah, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. All we have to do is just look at the winners. But not only should we look at the winners, we should also look at ourselves. Here in training, athletes will wear weights mm -hmm. to help them prepare for these events. No athlete will actually participate wearing the weights because that will slow them down. That's why our scripture says that we should lay aside every weight in the sin which so easily besets us. In order for us to stay in the race, it's a must that we relinquish any additional Baggage. Well, yeah. To lay aside means to relinquish, release, get rid of, abandon, strip off. Yes, sir. Every weight, load, bulk, baggage, or anything that can bog us down. As well as any sin easily beset us, which means distract, trips, or entangles us from running this Christian race effectively. Yes. Most of the time, we put ourselves in situations that hinder us yeah. and weigh us down from staying in the race. See, I, I never could understand how a man can make legitimate babies all across the city with three or four different women, not care for any of them, running the streets each day and night, and then get mad at the world when they get put on child support. And get mad at the world when they get their when their check is getting money taken out. See, I, I really just never understood that. See, 
you put yourself in your in situations and then you try to blame God for being in that situation. I never understood how a woman could let a man lay in her house all day. He doesn't have a job, but she works every day. He drops her off in her car that she family partnered on while he ride around in her car while she at work burning all of her gas, going to see different women while she at work, and let him eat up all the food that she put in the refrigerator that she bought with her money because she's the only one working, and then have the nerves to be mad at God for saying, how did I get in this predicament? Honey, you need to let that baggage go. If he does not work, He's considered of being a leech. You have to let him go. Lay aside every weight. He is some weight that you need to strip off. Okay, Michelle said that you can't raise a man because he's already grown. Now what you gonna do? Honey, just, just let him go. Drop that zero and get you a hero. And I never, and the Bible said that you need to lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily besets you. We have to lay it aside. We have to let that weight go. Notice when the writer says, let us, let us lay aside every weight and the sin, which means a weight and a sin is not the same. See, weights usually, weights usually be those things that's not bad, but they can slow us down as well. Now, I heard, this is what I heard. I heard smoking marijuana ain't nothing wrong with it. But it can also slow you down mentally and distract you and become a weight. There's nothing wrong with going out and having fun. Because a good time never hurt nobody. But if you clubbing all night to the break of dawn, and it hinders you the next morning to come to church, then my brothers and sisters, that has become a waste. If you dating someone and y'all don't believe in the same God, and that's hindering you spiritually, that can also become a waste. Scratch offs and lottery tickets. If it gets to the point where you can't tie, and you're pun and everything in the house, it has become a waste. If you can't go a day or even a few hours without checking social media, if it's a strong urge for you to check your phone every five to ten minutes, and it's pulling your strings and controlling your life, and you are addicted, it has become a weight. It has become a weight because you have to take a look at other people's lives or how they're living in order for you to live your own life. You shouldn't want anything pulling your strings that's 
Preach it. Amen. You should be you should be the one in control of yeah. your life. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with social media. It's good to reach out to friends and family and, and network with others on the behalf of your business, but protect your energy while you're on it. Because it's a waste of time if you ask me if you have to add if you have to seek validation from others. Just do your own thing and just see how much good will come your way. See, we can't we can't continue to sin and and stay in the race at the same time. We have to let that sin go. And I know it's hard because believe it or not, sinning can be fun. I don't get too holy on me now. <laughs> you know, I know sinning can be fun. That's not a sin that we ever committed that we did not enjoy. Because it doesn't make sense to sin if you're not going to enjoy it. Every sin we ever committed, we had a good time. Because it didn't make the sin if you're not going to have a good time. In the club all night, no matter what it was, it sounded good. It felt good going down. It felt good while we were doing it. We had a good time. We prayed on the way to do it. And we prayed on the way back. But Jesus gives us that opportunity to cleanse our sin in order for us to stay in the race. The Bible says, therefore, if any man enters into Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. But also in this race, you have to run your own race. That's right. That's right. You have to run the race that is set before you. Yes, sir. You have to run the race that is set before you. My Lord. Everybody in here has a race that is designed for them to run. And you want to run your race, don't be trying to run somebody else's race. Yeah. So we have a lot of people trying to run somebody else's race. But you can't run somebody else's race. You have to run your own race. One of the reasons why people quit running is because they compare themselves to other people on the track. When I see people running around them around me, I realize that I cannot run the way they're running. See, see, that's where some of our problems come from. You can't run like somebody else. You can't run like somebody else who has been running for 10 years and you just started running. You can't run like them. You have to focus on your own race. I want to encourage everyone to just be yourself. You can't be out here running somebody else's race. You have to run your own race. Be yourself. The, the anointing in your life flows when we are who God called us to be. We have to quit comparing ourselves to singers and rappers and these Instagram models. You can't live your base, your life based off Megan Thee Stallion, yeah. City Girl, Cardi B, or these grown rappers who call themselves babies. Man. They run in their own race. That's right. So you should run your own race yeah. as well. Yeah. Period. Yeah. But a lot of us find it hard to be ourselves. We see what other people gather, we want it as well. We like to keep up with the Jones. Just because this person has a nice looking car, a brand new car, a luxury car, you feel obligated that you should have one also. 
knowing that you can't afford the car, but since they got it, you went out and got you one too. Now, three to four months have passed by, and you still riding on paper tags. Because you can't afford to take care of the car. Now, you got a brand new car, and you can't even drive it. So you didn't, you didn't hit the car, but they already took it. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that run your own race. Quit trying to be like somebody else. God will bless you just by being yourself. Yes. 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 Amen. Yes, he will. And thirdly, we should look at Jesus. All right. Lastly, we must look toward Jesus Christ. Yes. He is the pride, the author tells us yes. in verse 2. Uh -huh. To look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Yes. Who for the joy has set before him endured the cross. Yes. Despising the shame, it is set down at the right hand yeah. of the throne of God. Amen. The writer of Hebrews calls us to realize that Christ is our example mm -hmm. and our model. Yes. Because in the moment of crucifixion, the moment of his greatest pain, Christ decided not to focus on his pain, but rather on the joy on, that was yeah. set before him. On, While he was marching on Calvary Hill. Yes. His focus was not on the agony of the cross, uh -huh. but it was on the crown, not upon the suffering, yes. but upon the reward. Yes. And my brothers and sisters, we are going to preserve and win this race, this race of faith. We have to decide to be like Jesus and take our eyes off our suffering and our pain well, and our trials yes. and tribulations and fix our eyes on the prize yes. Yes. that is in Christ Jesus. Yes. Is there a prize? Yes. Well, of course there is. Yes. Notice the writer does not call this Christian journey a run, but he calls it a race. Yes. See, when I run, I'm running for physical training and exercise. Yes. The only benefit of a run is that it affects it have on my body. Mm -hmm. But everybody knows that there is a prize at the end of every race. Yes. Which means that I'm not running for the sake of the run, but when I cross the finish line, there's something waiting for me. Yes. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9 and 24 that we should run in such a way that we may obtain it. And if there anybody here who is going to stay in the race, I lost my job, but I'm still going to stay in the race. My family turned their back on me, but I'm still going to stay in the race. Friends stabbed me in the back, but I'm still going to stay in the race. Folks talking about me on the job, but I'm still going to stay in this race. I don't have any money, and my back is against the wall. But I'm still, I'm still going to stay in the race. Because I press towards the mark for the prize or the hot call in God in Christ Jesus. Is there anybody here this morning that can testify that you would have quit it if it had not been for the Lord? You would have fallen in the towel a long time ago. 
But the old folk used to say there was something within. Yeah. <laughs> there was something that coated the rain. There was something that banishes the pain. Something with, with I cannot explain. All I know is that it was something within. And do I have a witness here today? That if you just trust in the Lord, everything you do will be all right. And may I make ready to make my way to my seat. I'm reminded of a runner by the name of Derek Redman. He was a runner in the 100-yard dash in the 96, 96 Olympics. When the race got ready to start, all the runners took off. And then Derek strained his hamstring, and he fell down to the track. And all the runners kept on running. So Derek got up and hobbled on one leg. And then there was a commotion in the crowd. A man wearing jeans and a t-shirt bust through security and ran on to the track. And when he got on to the track, he helped Derek up to the finish line. And the man that helped him up was Derek's daddy, who could not sit there and watch his son suffer in the pain. But if you think about it, that old man to help his struggling child was Jesus. Help us, we are struggling. But anybody here who know that if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, where would we be? They say weeping may endure for a night, but joy coming in the morning. It doesn't matter what you've been through. It doesn't matter what you're going through. God will make a way. I say God will make a way. He's Abraham's sacrifice. He's David's music. He's Solomon's wisdom. He's Ezekiel's will in the middle of the wheel. He's the father of the only begotten son. The son who was born in Bethlehem of Judea. Wrapped in the manger and swallowing clothes. He was baptized in the Jordan River. He healed the sick. He healed the blind. He made one man to walk. It wasn't Friday. I say one Friday. They crucified my Jesus. They crucified my Lord and Savior. He died on that old rugged cross. They stretched him wide and they hung him high. But that's not how the story ends. It's early. Lord is blessing me. Yeah. But I don't know about you. Yeah. 
or what you going through, but this too shall pass. This too shall pass. All you have to do is stay in the race, and this too shall pass.
Could you please stand, brother, and stand the invitation to Christian discipleship? Amen. There may be one here today who does not know the Lord and would like to get to know him. Today could be your day. Tomorrow is never promised. That's right. That's right. So right now could be your chance. It doesn't matter what you used to be. It doesn't matter what you used to do. Scripture says, therefore, if any man enters into Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Jesus is the way. What if you want? There was none, but there is room for a plant. Amen. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. It's all for calling. You all may come to the altar, offer up your prayers, thanksgiving, in your own way. The altar is open.
again. Thank you, Reverend Williams. Thank you for blessing us. Amen. Amen. What an awesome message. What a wonderful message. And in keeping with what Mrs. Fields 